an unexpected story out of the so-called hot labor summer. Strippers united will never be divided. Binge all four episodes of Imperfect Paradise Strippers Union wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, John Raby here. Welcome to another edition of Heavy Metal Backstory. This one is dedicated to Mr. Brian Liu, whose birthday it is. It's called Metal Militia! Now, really, it's off-ramp. But back in 2009, man, Stephen Cuevas, public radio reporter, gave us the backstory to the founding of Metallica. And the cool thing is, he was present. He was there at the beginning. Here's his story. Metallica played their first few shows in San Francisco 27 years ago, in 1982. The band had no records, just a demo recording raging through the underground tape trading circuit. I was 16. Me and about 200 other kids went to every one of those shows. Good to be back in Frisco! Silly friskin' bangers! This one is called The Mechanics! They weren't much older than us. They wore jeans, dirty sneakers, and motorhead t-shirts. The sound was ragged, loud, and fast. We had found our band. I've always said that, you know, thinking back, Metallica were always one of us. Like, especially when they moved from L.A. to San Francisco, they were like one of us. Like, you know, we'd see them everywhere. Brian Liu is a friend from the old San Francisco metal scene. Back then, he was a photographer who wrote for a couple of fanzines. He convinced Metallica to record one of those early San Francisco shows on a boombox. Since it was my birthday, I actually asked if they could record the show for me, which was pretty fortunate. This one is dedicated to Mr. Brian Liu, whose birthday it is. It's called Metal Militia! You guys are f***ing crazy. With Metallica in the Bay Area scene, it was a community, it really was, you know, and that translated to them more than, you know, any other metal band. They were definitely a product of their scene. Some of Brian's Metallica photos wound up on album covers and in glossy rock magazines. He stayed in touch with the band, but he was still stunned when he got an invitation to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. All expenses paid. He's not the only one. Uh, They got money, they need a fan club, and they can can afford us. (laughs) Ron Quintana also got an invite, along with around 60 other tape traders, musicians, and DJs with pivotal roles in Metallica's evolution. No, I guess I am impressed, and uh, it's very interesting and flattering that they're going to invite us all. And uh, I didn't realize it was 60. Wow. Yeah, because I'm sure Lars wants to ship out a bunch of uh, Danish people so they can talk funny together. Ron met Lars Ulrich in 1981, not long before the Danish drummer formed Metallica. They bonded over a love of obscure British metal bands like Angel Witch and Diamond Head. Well, I found my tape deck that Lars broke in my house. Now I have a sign on it. Lars broke this 1981 playing Diamond Head tape over and over. 
Ron Quintana's place in Metallica history was cemented that same year. He wanted to launch a heavy metal fanzine. Lars offered up a few names. Well, his list, I remember it was very L.A. Van Halen influenced. <laughs> like, uh, Supercharger. Ron's names were a little better and way more metal. Heavy Duty Pounder. <laughs> there was another one. Warg. <laughs> Skull Orchard. Metal Mania. Metallica. Ron took Metal Mania, Lars pinched Metallica. He acknowledged that 25 years ago in a promo for Ron's college radio show. Hello, this is Lars from Metallica, and we would personally like to thank Ron Maguno Quintano, Ron Quintano for the name, and remember kids, you're Metallica. There were only a few hundred of us Metallica kids back then. There are millions now. The number grew even as the band battled through creative differences, alcohol abuse, and the shattering loss of bassist Cliff Burton in a fatal tour bus crash in 1986. Last year, the band released Death Magnetic, its most vibrant album in 20 years. In Cleveland this weekend, it'll even reunite on stage with estranged bassist Jason Newstead. He quit the band almost 10 years ago. The Hall of Fame thing is turning into their, like, final, I don't know, group session or something. Brian Liu. They've come back around to this moment where all those former negative things, they're putting it all to rest. Like, they're using it as an excuse to, like, bury the hatchet with Jason and, you know, have a reunion with people from their past. And it's not even really about the industry for them. Nope, it's about taking it back to 1982, surrounding yourself with good friends and joining together to take on the world with a heavy metal. For Off Ramp, I'm Stephen Cuevas. That piece originally aired on Off Ramp in 2009. Thank you so much for listening this time. Our theme music comes from Fesslian Studios. This is an Elias Studios production. I'm John Raby, and I'll see you next time on the Off Ramp. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.